Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Let's have a Soul Talk. We are so grateful for you having you in this community and this podcast. Christy and I want to fight for you. Actually, we want to join the Lord Jesus, our advocate and high priest, our savior, the victor at the cross, and fight for your well-being against the accusations of Satan that come against you. Because we all experience that every day, I think, Christy. Accusation, criticism, lies, things that put us down, that take us out, that can bury us in fear, anxiety, resentment, shame, isolation. And our past wounds really can set us up for this, make us vulnerable, certain areas. And the enemy knows that. He knows where those are. And then certain times of where God is particularly at work and leading us and guiding us and inviting us to cooperate with him, it seems like that intensifies. The good news is, as the proverb says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it, and they are safe. James says in uh, James 4, 7, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So all we need to do is run to Jesus, to his name, which is his, his character, his person, and that, that's our strong tower, that's our refuge. Uh, all we need to do is submit to God Almighty, our creator, our redeemer, and we are safe from Satan. So we don't actually fight Satan, the counsel of the scripture is to resist him. But sometimes in resisting him, I need the help of my brothers and sisters in Christ. That's and, what gives us strength. Is and that, that was the case for me recently in this last time where I particularly felt the enemy's accusations strong and was having trouble resisting them. I was very tempted to be making agreements with them. Well, and Christy, I'm so thankful for your courage to uh, lean into uh, sharing about this. So, friends, Christy and I were just at a uh, coffee shop, and uh, we took a walk there. It's a beautiful spring day here in Southern California, and uh, we enjoyed the walk, and then we enjoyed sharing a drink and uh, gluten-free cookies, and you were just I, sharing. I don't think I had any of that matcha tea latte that you had. You <laughs> we didn't, didn't really did share a drink, well, but that's okay. We sh- I had we a shared. drink. You had a cup of yeah. water, so you, you, you missed out. <laughs> but we enjoyed we shared rich conversation. Yeah, and we each had a cookie. Yep. You had a cookie, although you didn't taste much of it. No. Because you still have that long COVID yep. taste. Yeah, so. but I enjoyed the texture and the sweet. Yeah. Well, we enjoyed the soul talk, and so we, we were did. just having this conversation, and then afterwards I said, well, we ought to invite our friends on soul talks into this conversation. And you said, oh, Bill, I'm I'm so vulnerable, and people <laughs> are going to think I'm just like always a, a mess. And I said, no, I don't think they think about you that way. I think they, they see your courage, that you're a wounded healer, and, and they relate to you. And and me too, when I share. Next podcast, I'll, I'll, I'll share on, on an area of struggle I'm having. So we've had, we just come back from three weeks of ministry trip, travels, and I love that. I love being out with God's people, the body of Christ, getting to just share what God's given us and taught us. It's been it's been hard taught, hard learned, and it's just a joy for me when I get to overflow what God's doing and see the way he uses it. 
So we were at the Institute in Colorado Springs, Colorado, had a, a great time there, 40 pastors and leaders and missionaries just leaning in. I've said to you, Bill, I feel like we're so blessed. Each Institute retreat is kind of like a revival. And when we just get to be there and see what God does and bring and, in and we've world. learned when we're talking to you, uh, our friends on uh, soul talks to just imagine you at our Institute retreat with us. Uh, cause the people that come to the Institute l- listen to the podcast before they come. And if you haven't been yet, we invite you to come. We would love to have you one of our soul shepherding retreats five days long. It would be so awesome to have you in the community. So we're there and I'm just rejoicing on what, what God's doing in people's lives and their responsiveness and what a privilege it is to be that vessel taken off the shelf and filled with the spirit to be pouring out and to be a vessel in God's hands and just feeling so thankful for that and rejoicing in that. And then we get news that there's a crisis in our daughter's family and we were supposed to be headed right from this institute to a week of ministry at a church in Fort Collins, Colorado. And I was so looking forward mm-hmm. to that. You know, we, we put a lot into preparations when we go to churches and minister and we were going to be speaking several times there and just really looking forward to that. And one of the times we we're going to be speaking on our new book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. And So I was really looking forward to that. We've only spoken on that once since we've written it. And so this was the second time. And I just love, you know, the hard work of writing. Mm -hmm. But then the joy for me is the, the speaking on it. Looking forward to that. And we get a call. And basically, I... I decide I really need to fly home to help my daughter with her three kids to to be there for my daughter's family in their time of need, their time of crisis. But it was it was a huge sacrifice for me. It was a big loss for me because my favorite thing that we could do, I was having to forego. I love my daughter. I love her kids. I love her husband. I you know I I care about this. I I wanted to be there in mm-hmm. their time of crisis. But there but there was a sacrifice in the choice. And so I went and I did that and I was really feeling the sense of, yeah, I'm probably not really needed. Bill will do fine without me. I don't know that it really matters to them that I'm not there. And that feels insecure for me when I am taken out of ministry and you're doing it without me because it just, it just feels this, okay, so everybody's going to find that I'm not really needed, that you're the one that really brings the good stuff and I'm just the tag along. And so it felt insecure for me to think that you were going to go and you were going to do all this ministry and speaking mm-hmm. without me and everybody might like it better without mm-hmm. me is what kind of stirs up in me. So then after that, we we had the opportunity to go to Third Church in Iowa and really looking forward to that too. Speaking three days in a row all day, a, a leaders conference the first day and then a church conference the second day and then the two services the third day, and then a women's event that night. And it's three days of speaking, really looking forward to that, really excited about that. And we we get there, and that night I start coughing. And I'd, I'd been sick, but I thought I'd kicked it. And the next morning, the day that we're to start speaking, I wake up with laryngitis, mm-hmm. and I, I don't have a voice. And I'm like, no, I just had to give up last weekend and talking yeah. at the three events and I was so looking forward to, do I just need to sit down and just be quiet and let Bill do this without me? Mm. And the enemy's accusations were just coming strong at me. Yeah, Christy, see, it's like, it's like, it's like you were trained as a girl growing up. You're just to be seen and not heard. 
You're just to look pretty, be supportive, be serving in the background, uh, be helpful, but it doesn't matter what you have to say. It's not really mm. needed. What what needs to be said is is what Bill can say it all, and he'll say it better than you. And so you just need to sit in the audience and pray and smile. And I started to think, yeah, I just keep getting taken out. It just mm-hmm. God doesn't need me. I'm 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 back on the shelf. Here I was happy happy to be off the shelf, rejoicing to God for that. But now He just put me back on the shelf again with last week with missing out and then this week now with being silenced in my voice. But you never said that. You never said, yeah, Christy, you should just sit. I'll I'll do this. I don't really need you. The staff at the church never said, oh, Christy, it's okay. You you, you just save your voice. We'll just have Bill speak instead. Nobody said that except I was hearing that in my head very Mm -hmm. strongly, strongly feeling like I just need to sit down. Not because I didn't want to or didn't feel up to talking. I felt great. I just sounded bad. Mm-hmm. And I kept feeling like, oh, the most loving thing for the audience would be to not have to listen to me with this raspy voice mm. and not have to listen closely to my words. And nobody wants to listen to somebody who has a broken voice. So it would be most loving just to sit down and just let trust God to use you. You get to be the vessel, not me. But you didn't say that. You never once said that. And I kept feeling like, I really, I really been looking forward to this. I was taken yeah. out last weekend. I don't want to be taken out this weekend. So I just took courage to just stand up with you and hold the mic close yeah, and speak anyway. And people were thankful. Mm-hmm. They were appreciative. Nobody complained, not one time. Yeah, the lead pastor of this mega church said, no, it was, it was awesome. We needed what you said. And we just, we actually listened more closely because you were, uh, whispering into the microphone, but we we could hear you. And people kept telling me thank you and telling me they were praying for me. Mm-hmm. They weren't saying, you know, you you really should just rest your voice. Nobody said that. Only the enemy in my head was bringing these accusations. And so, how did you realize that it, it was not just like your feelings? Well, I did. Satan? I did recognize the shame, which is very familiar. The feelings of shame. And so when you feel shame, you have this, you have learned that probably Satan's attacking you. Yes. Telling you lies, trying to take you out. I've learned, I've learned when I feel shame, if I'm going to get out of it, I need to confess it. If I keep it hidden, it's going to overwhelm me. Mm -hmm. So of course I pray about it and bring it into the light with the Lord, but then I needed more because it, it just kept increasing and my voice just kept getting worse. And people yeah. were hearing it fade. And I was having to hold back some. There were there were things when we were speaking that normally I would have said that I was letting you do. And we were talking about that. And I mm-hmm. was doing less and less. And so all the more there was a temptation with that as my voice was fading more, as I was doing less. But then what helped me really to fight it was just confessing it finally. I finally just confessed it and shared it's one of the things we like to do when we speak is to just have an organic, genuine, impromptu soul talk in response to, in this case, it was in response to one of our soul talk cards and questions that we pulled out. And so I just began to share spontaneously. Oh yeah. You, you're talking about when we've shared the soul talks cards that go with journey of the soul, mm-hmm. the deck of cards. And so we, we modeled soul talks like we often do in our talks. Yes. And I, I don't remember if the question on the soul talk court was, what is it like for you to trust God in weakness? Mm-hmm. Or if it was, what if you were to feel sad instead of bad? I think it was one of those. And I thought, well, yeah, if I feel sad about 
having lost my voice and I feel sad about having missed last week, that, that takes the shame out of personalizing it and making it feel like, yeah, I'm not good enough and making it about me. And I started to realize these accusations of the enemy kind of are, they're personalized. Like they're making it about me. Mm-hmm. This isn't about me. This is about God and his people. Yeah. And as I started to realize that, and I started to confess that I was feeling this temptation, well, when I name it, then others are like, yeah, that's not true. That's not true at all. We're thankful for your voice. We want you here. We need you here. Your voice is speaking to me. And then as I finished and I went back, there were a couple of women that specifically came to me and they said, thank you for saying that because we assume that it's easy for you to use your voice. We assume that you know how valuable your voice is. Mm -hmm. We assume that you know that God has appointed and anointed your voice. But you're sharing with us that no, you feel like you you still feel under the accusation that you don't have a voice, that nobody wants your voice, that your voice isn't significant, that it's not anointed. And that's helpful for me to hear because I, I get hit with that same accusation from the enemy. And so that's where you uh, were a wounded healer, clearly. And as you did that spontaneous soul talk with me, uh, and people in the audience uh, responded that way that's encouraging for you and that that's part of the what you were saying like how we need each other to fight off satan's accusations well yeah and that even here i thought because i was a broken vessel i was going to be put on the shelf or i needed Mm -hmm. to put myself on the shelf and instead it was being willing to be the broken vessel that god used Mm -hmm. yeah well and i was so thankful i was doubly thankful to have you when we were speaking at Third Church in Pella, Iowa, because uh, the previous weekend at the Antioch Fort Collins Church, Fort Collins, Colorado, I was without you, and I missed you, and so we had that Saturday set aside that we were going to take a hike together and just have a day off, have a Sabbath day, and just enjoy that, and so I didn't get to have that with you, and then all the speaking I did, every talk, I wished you were at my side, and I knew it had been so much better if you had been there and and contributed and we could have spoken from our relationship and so forth. And then I, because you shared with me what you just shared with our friends here on Soul Talks, and and I know you, and I know your your story from childhood and this sense of the pressure to expectation to be seen but not heard and the youngest in the family and trudging through the snow as a little girl and you can't keep up with your older sisters and your parents and that's how you always felt and they were they were the star speakers and well yeah they had the voices and i was to support them mm-hmm. in that and and i think too based on our book healthy feelings thriving faith you, you know i'm an egram too you know my wound is i i don't feel wanted i think i'm not wanted that's the lie that's the temptation and my need is to feel wanted and so this was the situation where I assumed that you wouldn't miss me. You wouldn't wish I was there. Well, and because you took courage to, to tell me that and be emotionally honest, and, and you've done been doing this for years, uh, but doing it again helped further alert me and uh, orient my heart around you and my prayers for you. So I really leaned into 
telling you how much I appreciated you, how much I needed you, and what, what value that you were bringing. And, and I appreciated that, and yet even then there was a temptation of me to say, well, he's just saying this because he knows mm-hmm. I need it. He knows mm-hmm. my insecurity. So he's just saying it. And even there, see, I felt the accusation of the enemy. Don't agree with God's grace. Mm. See, that would have kept, that would have blocked God's grace to me. I didn't even know you were doing that. I just now, I can understand that you would have. So say more about agreeing with God's grace. You, you realized that if you didn't trust that I was being sincere and speaking truth about you and your value, and if you thought that I was just being nice, just pleasing you, just being sensitive to what you felt, but it wasn't true. It wasn't genuine, yeah. right. Yes, that was my temptation. That was my resistance. That was my pride. Resisting, receiving your love, your grace, God, and God's grace through you. And so to, to receive God's grace, you're saying, is to, is to agree with it. Yes, to agree that that could be true, that that could really be true. And that's a humble position. You're saying mm-hmm. that the opposite doesn't seem like it, but the opposite is pride. Mm-hmm. To, to not depend on God's grace and to actually fall into the, the shame embedded in that is like a, this self-reliance yes. of pride. Mm-hmm. So humbling yourself to say, no, I, I, I need the empathy. I, I need the grace. Mm-hmm. I, I need build a fight for me. Yes. And, and I, I need, of course, ultimately, mainly in all of this, it's Jesus fighting f- for mm-hmm. you. And it's because you, you're truly wanted. Not someone just being nice, but you're, you're truly valued and respected. Would I take courage to believe that, that that could really be true? And you did. And because you did, you were able to serve as a wounded healer that really sp- spoke right to the hearts of people that feel like they don't have a voice or their presence doesn't matter or they're the cheerleader or they're in the backseat or they're afraid to really speak up and, and share what they know. And, and many of you listening are in that that very place and and so that's what we talked about over my matcha tea latte and your <laughs> water <laughs> and feeling for our listeners and knowing that so many of you feel taken out by Satan's accusations and if it's not in this exact way that Christy is describing it's a different area of accusation and even if you're not totally relating yourself you you are thinking about your spouse or your friend who is because so many of us have this challenge that you're illustrating of not being confident in a situation of leadership or relationship or ministry and so sort of fading back and being quiet in, in an insecure way. Mm-hmm. Or not being willing to venture into trusting when I'm weak, he's strong. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing I had to do. I had to accept the weakness and be vulnerable to see, would God be strong in it or would I be shamed? Would I find out my greatest fear is true? I'm not wanted and have somebody ask me to sit down and let you teach or have you suggest that. Well, and so that's the amazing thing is that uh, the reason why it's so true that when we are weak, God is strong. I mean, because God is always strong, but when we are weak and we admit that and we, as you show us, Christy, accept that we have a weakness instead of, because if we go into shame, we're not accepting that we have that, that weakness, that hurt, that need. 
But when we accept that, it frees us to look to God's presence, to look to the voice of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus within you and in the, in the room. And so then now you're tapping into God's strength. And God's strength plus human weakness is enormous. Human strength without God's strength is nothing at all. And so that facilitates the anointing of the Spirit that uh, people were appreciating on your, your words and your ministry. And that's one of the things that, one of the reasons why we wrote Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith is because this helps us to identify, the Enneagram helps us to identify our area where the enemy hits those, targets those accusations, our areas where we're weak and we try to defend ourselves with mm-hmm. our own personality and and, that's right. and these unconscious defense mechanisms. So it's been tremendously helpful to me in that. And I'm just praying it will be for our listeners too. And so we want to encourage you to pre-order Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. Yes, it's available now on Amazon. Uh, be a few months before you get it. But if you will pre-order that, better yet, pre-order for some friends, it will really help Soul Shepherding. Soul Shepherding owns the book, and Amazon's logarithms will go, wow, people want this book, and so they're going to start showing it to more people. Then more people find Soul Shepherding, and that's what our ministry is all about. And the proceeds from the book don't go to Bill and I. They go to Soul Shepherding. To help more pastors, yep. more missionaries, more people like you listening So we would love it if you would get on Amazon right now, even tell your friends, pre-order Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. You'll be the first to get it. And uh, we'd just You'll get it before the release date. That's right. You get it uh, Mm -hmm. with the end of August if you pre-order. And uh, wow, we would love to come speak on the the book in in your church or uh, better yet, have you in our institute where we talk about uh, the contents of the book in in, uh, different institute weeks. And yeah, and we'll be talking about it in the podcast coming up. So uh, healthy feelings, thriving faith. We're excited that it's finally out. And uh, gosh, our agent said that of all the books that he's done, over 250 books, our literary agent said that the the cover for our book is his favorite cover he's seen. That so, is a big answer to prayer. Yeah, yeah, that's always a big deal getting a cover for a book. So being an author is like uh, giving, giving birth to a child. So Lord, thank you so much for our friends listening, and I just pray for each one listening, Lord, that you would help them find their voice and to be confident that their presence matters, that the gifts that you've given them matter to to you and to the people around them, Lord, and that they would not shrink back. And uh, we just stand with Jesus, and we just rebuke accusations of Satan, Lord. We, we We break those agreements. We're agreeing with your grace, God. We're not agreeing with Satan's lies and accusations. And we want our our friends in this podcast to be all that you've called them to be, Lord, to be free to serve you and bless other people out of their life stories and to to speak up to or use their gifts, whatever those gifts are. And so uh, strengthen us, Lord, in our personalities, Lord. Help us not to taken out and help us not to fall into unconscious patterns in our personality that disconnect us from you, but to work these things through, even as Christy has illustrated to us. Thank you, God, for the blessings of your grace upon each of our friends. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, 
Twitter, or Instagram.